Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Dr. Eric Cam, professor of macroeconomics at Ryerson University, joins us. Dr. Cam, good to have you back with us. The Bank of Canada is holding interest rates out of the interest rate at 0.25%. Says they won't touch it until inflation is steady at 2%. In English, please. Um, Roy, I'd like to address one quick thing before we get to that, because I had the pleasure of listening to the show from the beginning. And I just have two quick things to say to anybody in any governmental position that might be listening. Number one is why does this country never lead? Why do we always follow? I don't understand why we can't take the lead and ever do the correct thing. Number two is I hear so many people say we have to shut the border and shut the border and and get immigration down to zero. And if they heard the interviews that you just had, I hope those people would shame themselves to want to keep these people out of our country. But that's the end of my parenthetic comment. So I'll get to your question. Um, What's going on right now at the Bank of Canada is they are concerned. The Bank of Canada knows that they don't want to scuttle any type of progress on the economy, any type of rebound on the economy. But they also know that as they open up, that consumption is naturally going to go up. I get tired of hearing these people say, I think there's going to be a splurge in consumption. Of course, there's going to be a splurge in consumption because now people are going to have where to spend their money. So the concern is inflation. So what the Bank of Canada is doing is they are playing the wait and see game, the conservative game of holding everything where it is to see just how sharp is this rise in spending. All right. So uh, they say they're not going to touch uh, the interest rate until the inflation rate is at 2%. Real estate has a lot to do with what, with our economy, where it's going, where it is, and where it's been. So what are the numbers? How do you interpret what we've been hearing about real estate and the Canadian Real Estate Association has some numbers? I think it's interesting because, once again, I think our government uses statistics to its own benefit. And a lot of governments do that, but I don't really see the big deal. So the number they're throwing around now is that there was an 8.4% decrease month over month as we led into June. But Roy, this is really frankly irrelevant when you understand that over the last year, the real estate market was up about 25% and the prices of homes were up between 13 and 50% depending on the different types of markets. So. After you study the economy for long enough, what this what this real estate downturn, and I use that term incredibly loosely, is just reminding us is that the business cycle is just that. It's a cycle. And so for the economy as a whole, the business cycle goes up and the business cycle goes down and there's nothing we can do about it. So if that's the case, then in any sub-market, real estate or anything else, there's going to be ups and downs. And given the ups we've seen in the past year, the down cycle is just natural, normal, and believe it or not, healthy. So let me come back to the Bank of Canada for a moment. Uh, they have announced a, a new cut in bond buying stimulus. Are they saying that Canada's economy can stand on its own two skinny legs at this point? Or maybe well, they're not that skinny. Well, not that skinny, not at all. I mean, not when you um, think about where we are in terms of the deficit and the debt, but what they're doing 
is again they're gonna they're gonna hedge their bet much like holding the interest rate until the inflation rate goes back to two percent they're gonna say let's see let's stop buying assets let's start decreasing the amount that we're paying out on the formerly known as serb whatever you want to call it this week so it's a real it's a real the theme of today roy is really wait and see the government's waiting and seeing the bank of canada is waiting and seeing so they're they're pulling back on the assets they're pulling back on the amount of giveaways that we've had during the start of the pandemic, hoping that like any good engine, it'll restart itself and you'll be able to push the choke back in if any of your listeners remember having a choke. <laughs> My God, yeah, on a lawn tractor they do. On, on cars, maybe I'm the only one. Uh, what? Okay, so wait and see. So now, just a couple of months ago, we were introduced to the new federal budget by the new federal finance minister, and uh, it was the first federal budget in more than two years. You've analyzed this. You've looked at it. You know what the Canadian economic reality is or Canada's economic reality is. Can this budget stand on its own two legs? Will it stand up to scrutiny during an election campaign? No. The budget was a joke the day it was introduced, and it's a joke now. And you may remember that when we talked about this in April, there was a pretty famous quote where somebody said that it was obvious the government was not at all concerned with economic growth. And how can anything other than that be the truth when the deficit sits at 509 billion, the debt sits at 2.2 trillion, and all the government had up its sleeve was a new daycare policy and a luxury tax? I mean, it, it is an absolute joke. Where are the drivers of growth? Where is the help to small and medium business? Where is the support the Canadian economy needs? It was a joke then, it's a joke now. One more question. We keep hearing about tax the ultra-rich, tax the ultra-rich. Uh, Mr. Singh saying he doesn't just want a one-time tax on the ultra-rich. He wants it there consistently. The Brits tried that a few years ago with a tax on billionaires, and the billionaires said bye-bye and took all their assets out of the UK. What about this, let's tax the ultra-rich? You know, if I wasn't mad enough over your first interviews hearing these poor people in Afghanistan, this is what really infuriates me. Uh, I would like to ask the listeners to stop punishing successful people. If you want to pick on the wealthy and you want to pick on the biggest corporations that hire the most labor, just be careful what you wish for because they may leave, they may significantly decrease the amount of labor that they hire. It is so annoying right now that in this age of anti-capitalism, people want to come out and slap around and punish success. But let me ask you, if you want to do that, who do you think is going to generate wealth in this economy? The poor? With all due respect, there's nothing wrong with being poor. As they said in Fiddler on the Roof, there's no shame in being poor, but there's no great honor either. And poor people do not generate wealth. Wealthy people and corporations generate wealth. Stop punishing them. It was about a year, year and a half ago, that we spoke with a realtor in Texas who was arranging for properties for Canadian oil and gas companies, primarily out of uh, Alberta, but other provinces as well. And uh, they were doing booming business. And I asked him, I remember asking him, how many do you expect to sell over the next 30 days? And he said, at least 100. That's one realtor. Talk about yeah. money leaving. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the way it goes. That's right. People are leaving. Why shouldn't they leave? I remember when the famous E.P. Taylor, he had a famous quote and said, I love living in Toronto. I don't like paying taxes in Toronto. All this does, it may make the left wing feel good that they can have their, you know, their moment in the sun to say, let's tax the wealthy, tax the corporations. Yeah, yeah. And that's how we're going to fund our social programs. But in terms of economic theory, in terms of economic reality, it is unmitigated bull. 
if you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.